Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. I hope you've had a good week this week. It has been an interesting week. Nonetheless, we welcome the arrival of spring. And if there was no other week this year, hopefully, there will not be another week like this. But I think this week we recognize how the earth can help us heal. How many of you knew that this week, the American Horticultural Therapy Association was celebrating National Horticultural Therapy Week? This week, all of us could have used a little bit of hort therapy. And I couldn't think of a better time to introduce you to someone that I consider a perennial in the D.C. area when it comes to the world of horticultural therapy. Kaifa Anderson Hall is a fixture in these parts. Allow me to introduce her to you. You'd be surprised at the things that she collects, the things that she gets into, and the strides that she has made in her business as she embraces horticultural therapy to those of us that are not as fortunate as the rest of us. In a way, they're more fortunate because they get to use a lot of the senses that we don't use every day. Allow me to introduce Kaifa Anderson Hall. How you doing, Kaifa? Good evening, Terry. How are you, dear? I am absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. So tell my listeners, what should they know about Kaifa Anderson? Ah, well, first is Kaifa Anderson Hall. So I always uh, hyphen- that hyphenated last name. I have to make sure Hall is out there because I've been married to the brother for uh, 36 years now. So um, that's a gift unto itself. Um, but let's see, Kaifa is one who um, has evolved over her professional uh, lifespan, um, starting out professionally as a school social worker, um, then transitioning more in uh, the area of horticultural professional, and then most recently as a practicing horticultural therapist. Um, So those are sort of my professional sort of roots, but my hands have always been in the soil, Mm -hmm. um, have always been one connected to the outdoors. Um, I grew up in, I always say the shadows of the National Arboretum. So I and so many other inner city young people had that 400 plus acres as their sort of backyard oasis. And um, I was also very fortunate to take part in the early days of um, the longstanding Washington Youth Garden Program, which is still operating on the grounds of the US National Arboretum. Mm -hmm. And that's where actually it's celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Yes. yeah, yeah. And um, it's there in that program as a fifth and sixth grader where 
um, I really um, began learning how to grow all things beautiful. So food and ornamentals, um, it was a transformative experience, um, one that has stayed with me and has lasted a lifetime. And um, so just so grateful, but I think I just came out inherently connected uh, to the earth and, and, and all uh, creepy crawlers and things that grew just fascinated me and um, I embraced it and it really has been a part of what I see as um, rejuvenating, nurturing, um, just a connection that has always been a part of who we are. I mean, we, we, we evolved, you know, synergistically with the evolution of nature. And so um, that's, that's the beginning of, of who I am. And so my service today, my work today is a part of, of that and is an expression of all of that. So you say you grew up by the Arboretum. Number one, that has got to have been the best adventure ever. But what life experience, if you can remember, directly mm -hmm. connected you to the earth? Was it a weed? Was it a marigold? What was it that said, I'm loving this? Mm -hmm. One is, um, and a lot of folks have wonderful experiences with their grandparents, but my grandmother, um, my paternal grandmother loved growing. She, she had a wonderful um, row house in Northwest uh, DC um, and in her backyard from the roses that spanned um, she and her neighbors adjoining fence to the green beans and greens that she loved to, to grow. And we would go over there and she would just beam saying, and these came out of my garden. I, I could just hear her <laughs> saying it so clearly. And I would, you know, while my sister and mom are visiting and they're upstairs, I'm in the backyard just admiring her garden. Um, and so between that experience of loving the roses that she grew, the extraordinary pussy willow shrubs that she grew and would have cut pussy willows in her home. Um, that, and again, my, my experience um, as, as a fifth grader being shown that I could grow my own food. So actually growing my own tomatoes and cucumbers and really becoming a rock star, um, harvest time, bringing these things back home where my mother and aunt would be anticipating, you know, this, this 10 and 11 year old <laughs> bringing produce to the family. So those, those combined experiences um, as a young person was really, I believe what rooted me in terms of my love for the earth and, and the things that it produced. And so with what you're doing now, I mean, why flowers? And, and tell us what you're doing now. <laughs> yes, what I'm doing now. Um, my, my nonprofit, Plants and Blooms Reimagined. Um, again, it, it really is a convergence, um, an intersection of sort of my two professional worlds, 
as social worker, as horticultural professionals, always been about advancing um, the well-being of, of, of people. Um, and so um, have did a lot of work in terms of community gardening, organizing, um, working with a number of organizations in that area and understood that no matter how intentional we were in terms of creating um, safe, welcoming, accessible spaces, there were still numbers of, of folks who were not going to access those, those outdoor experiences. And um, for me, as I was moving into the field of horticultural therapy, it dawned on me that the necessity was for me to take that experience to where these, these groups were. Um, some of the more vulnerable, some, you know, just barriers that prevented um, either older adults or differently abled adults or um, temporarily sheltered women, just groups that I, we knew that we wanted to touch. I knew that I wanted to touch um, and it just said that you needed to create a more accessible um, experience that could be transferable and taken to where they are. And so that sort of was the emergence of Plants and Blooms Reimagined. Um, people see me more as the flower lady, but indoor plants, greenery um, is as important to me as, as that, that power in the bud. So I always say there's prevention in green and prevention in the bud um, because both of them um, embody such amazing healing transformative properties. And so Plants and Blooms Reimagine was all about getting those experiences, making that nature-based connection with folks where they are. And um, so it's about facilitating uh, therapeutic programming at certain sites, wellness centers, assisted living, um, uh, again, uh, organizations that work with temporarily sheltered women, taking it, taking that experience that we had outdoors, you know, creating something that was very accessible, mobile, um, and bringing it to where people are. And so the flowers piece, again, in terms of, of that portion of PBR, which is the upcycling of flowers. Mm -hmm. Really, when I was, you know, visioning how Plants and Blooms would um, express itself, I didn't know about really the upcycling of flowers. It was a very, um, uh, I, I'll use the word fluky, but I was at another friend's home we were meeting for a whole another different organization and we come in and she has these boxes of flowers and she's like, you all are taking some of these flowers when you leave. And, and I'm sitting here like not paying attention to the meeting at that point. Now I'm, my mind is all over the place. Where did she get these flowers? How can I get some of these, <laughs> you know? And so after the meeting, of course, it was like, okay, where did these flowers come from? And she shared me with me the entire story of how she had been working with a designer and a gardener for the past three and a half years. And there would be events. And after these events, there would be these flowers left over. Literally, Terry, I had no 
clue or understanding that this was a practice. And this, this was a meeting that we had um, in late 2015. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, wow, that could be a source of, you know, where yeah. I can glean flowers. And long story short, met with the design with the designer who for a number of years had just been, as she said, just sickened by the fact of so many of her clients would walk away from this gorgeous plant material um, that she had put together and, and um, just looking for a vehicle um, that could support that process. And so we came together, Sidra Foreman, I always acknowledge her. Um, we came together and so that aspect of Plants and Blooms Reimagined was born. So that's the reimagined um, mm -hmm. piece, mm -hmm. reimagining the possibilities and working with um, these gently loved flowers um, and reimagining working with folks at whatever stage they are in terms of the therapeutic piece that um, part of the work that I offer. Um, so they're very um, emblematic of what I attempt to do in terms of the experiences that I create um, in working with a variety of, of individuals. And these individuals that you're working with, in, in, because this is just how I think, yes, they are like those flowers, gently, gently used, gently maybe used, a little bruised. A little bruised, a little undervalued. Yeah, but still. So much to give. Yeah. So much more to give. That is one of my premises of, of Plants and Blooms Reimagined. If we look with new eyes, there's always more to give. Always. And that can, that can be even someone who's in hospice. And they could be three days away from making their transition. A squeeze of a hand or a smile that they may offer to a loved one. There's always more until the very end. And so um, that's why my volunteer, my volunteers, they're, they're named the new vision team because mm -hmm. they're part of this, the visioning of what's, what's new, what, what can be recreated, what's possible. Um, so that, that is a, a lot of what Plants and Blooms Reimagined is. I also, like many other recovery operations, just do the direct repurposing and delivering um, to multiple sites. So we may not have direct programming, but they're still taking that element of nature and making that connection. So yeah. it doesn't matter if it's right at their bedside or if it's at a wellness center that they can experience in the context of their other programming, um, the, the, the power is there, the power and impact is there. Um, and so I always am on a soapbox in terms of having people never to undervalue the power of flowers. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and the indoor plants as well. And, and we can see as a result of this past year um, and the pandemic, the, the resurgence, the connection and reconnection of folks to um, the indoor plant experience, wanting more cut flowers and bouquets and arrangements 
um, in their homes because it was that connection with that, that natural, that living expression that was so, so important um, that got so many people through. Um, and so the research is there. What yeah. we know inherently, the research is documented on so many occasions in terms of the benefits of indoor plants, cut plants in one's, in one's home, work environment, um, from cognitive to physical to social, emotional, it just checks off so many boxes. And again, for me, it was about what is the most attainable, what is the most accessible. And also um, just normalizing for folks who are on the margins that you're worthy of having a beautiful bouquet. Mm -hmm. You, you're worthy of having this gift that nature has given us. Um, and so the, the whole concept of flowers for all, that's another principle um, that's important to the work of, of Plants and Blooms Reimagined. So do you think, um, not that we're anywhere near post-pandemic status, but do mm -hmm. you think that as we begin to move about again freely um will this change or will people still understand how flowers and the earth are a healing agent that we need in our lives yeah yeah that that's that's a good question because we wherever we are in in our personal professional worlds and we use that you know returning back to the you know the quote unquote normal or um, being able to open up more and having a greater you know semblance of what was um, many have said returning to the what was is is not what we want we want mm -hmm. to um, leap forward into what we have, um, been revealed. And um, I do believe that we will not return to the blinders that we may have been wearing um, mm -hmm. with the gift of the nature-based connections all around us. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe that there's been a really strong emotional investment um, in terms of making that connection, no matter how big or small, joining a community garden or you know bringing three house plants into your home, or making sure that your auntie uh, got a door-to-door -door delivery of a bouquet, I really think people, again, inherently understood. But with the pandemic, it really um, strengthen that awareness and connection in, in a very powerful way. And um, I'm, I'm encouraged that, mm -hmm. um, that the, the, the practice will continue. I, I know that um, many of my colleagues, as I shared with you offline, that this is Horticultural Therapy Week. Mm -hmm. um, and many of my colleagues um, throughout all of last year and um, as we've moved into 2021, have had these conversations um, because it, it really does place the profession um, in a position of really continuing to support 
um, what I call a reawakening, um, mm -hmm. a reconnection to that natural experience. And um, so we, we, we are engaged in, in terms of making sure that, you know, we have more relationships with, with nurseries, with growers, um, with designers, sort of working outside of our, our traditional uh, connections in terms of really saying, we know this is what you all experience. This is how we use and work in the context um, of, of plant material and flowers. Um, let's continue to make sure that, you know, it doesn't require another pandemic before mm -hmm. folks re-engage, um, mm -hmm. that this is a sustainable um, experience because really, I think more than not recognize the healing and transformative experience that it brought to them um, in terms of a coping mechanism um, moving through the pandemic of last year. Yeah, I, I would hope that they did. So, uh, so many people in horticulture had to pivot in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah. How was your pivot? How was my pivot? Well, like, like most, um, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my goodness, what, mm. what is happening? Um, after um, I sort of did a very deep, deep breath, exhaling, um, recognized that there were ways that um, this expression could still be delivered. Um, many may, may follow, um, one of my wonderful groups that I was working with in person um, was a group of uh, visually impaired and blind older adults. Mm -hmm. um, the Center for Blind and Visually Impaired, which is operated by the um, Center for, I'm sorry, Seabury's Resources for Aging. And um, they had just, I was working with them once a month um, for a, for about four years, started a partnership with them in 2017. And just last year, they were asking for a twice a month experience, um, just as COVID hit. The last session, in-person session I had was with them. And we knew the, the uh, program director at the center, um, Seabury knew that the value of the program that somehow we would need to um, figure out a way of continuing this experience. So one way that um, Plants and Blooms reimagined, pivot, pivoted last year, reimagined itself was I began doing um, teleconferencing programming with this group. Um, people already were asking, well, how do you work with the blind and visually impaired. Um, and it's amazing how they progressed in terms of the therapeutic experience of working with plant material personally. And so it was incumbent upon me to figure out how can this be transferred over the phone. So we now speak to everything in bloom by season. We speak to the flower of the month. Um, they have gotten two indoor plants where they have been taken care of since probably September of last year. Oh, wow. Um, yes, spider plants and a prayer plant. 
one of which they have already repotted. So I've created um, activity kits and, and, and just step-by-step -step practices that we move through over the phone. Um, and the experience has been extraordinary. We have not missed a session since mid-May of last year. Wow. Um, <laughs> and every Wednesday, once a week. So we went from one time per month, a desire to have a two time per month program in person to a weekly teleconference experience mm. since mid-May of last year. Um, so that is one way that I have um, pivoted. Um, I've done virtual um, Zoom sessions. I did one series with the um, Brookland Intergenerational Village um, on all things indoor um, benefits and um, plant care. Um, I've just uh, presented a proposal to um, the Department of Aging and Community Living through their um, virtual programming in terms of indoor plant care. Um, and I began to expand my collaborative um, partnerships um, in terms of those who were meeting the most immediate needs in terms of um, food um, distribution. So um, began to pair up um, creating bouquets and supporting organizations like Empower DC and some DC in terms of their food distribution, getting um, those some of those flower bouquets to them that they could pair up with um, the meal distribution and being a part of several of the Empower DC um, food delivery sessions um, last um, summer, um, so many were like, yes, food for the body and food for the soul. Thank you. So that is, that's another way that was amazing in terms of um, the pivoting that um, PBR took place in last year. And have already begun to look forward to doing a similar kind of thing this year as well. That that is that is truly music to my ears because I remember when I started, you know, writing about and sharing with people about how if you can grow lettuce, put some zinnia or cosmos seeds out there. Oh my goodness! So you can have a bouquet. That's feeding your mind. That's giving you yes. clarity. Oh, music. That is music yeah, to uh, my ears. Yes, Terry, we, we, we could jump up and down, absolutely, because it, literally, that and that's the other thing, I, I, I have to go back just a little bit because people often, again, will ask, you know, how did this all come together? And I can never forget my uh, church ministry. Every um, holiday season, we would have holiday um, cheer for seniors and we would, you know, identify seniors throughout the community, who needed additional food support um, during that time. So our congregation would cook up meals and gift cards and all of that. And, you know, I'm not one that will let you know that being in the kitchen is my first priority, but I would love to, I would love to deliver the meals. So they would always be looking for drivers. So I would love making the deliveries and again, making those connections with um, the seniors as a part of that process. Well, probably almost, hmm, it could be 10 years ago now, 
my work with Melwood, and, and I won't get into it because I know I can get off on tangents, but Melwood is one of the lead organizations here in the area working with um, a, adults with differing abilities. Mm -hmm. And one of their areas is horticulture therapy and their horticultural program. What they would do seasonally would grow poinsettias. Mm -hmm. And being there, they would, you know, would sometimes have surplus poinsettias that they didn't move, some of their clients, whatever. And one season, because I had begun volunteering there, they were like, well, Kaifa, we have, you know, some surplus poinsettias, would you like? And my mind was like, ding, ding, I can deliver meals and bring the poinsettias with me and delivering these meals as a part of our church ministry. Mm -hmm. And Terry, I tell you, you would knock on their doors. They're expecting, you know, they're expecting the food. They know, you know, they're part of organizations that are supporting them in terms of getting for themselves and families. Mm -hmm. But when I would come in addition with that poinsettia, mm -hmm. you would think that I'm walking into their space with, you know, a $200 check or just their expression of just surprise and appreciation. I'll never forget one gentleman who told me, now I have something else living inside my apartment beside mm. me. Mm. That was another informative experience in terms of knowing the importance of taking that expression to where people were. And, mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that that came to me because when we were talking about bouquets and having, you know, bringing that food, that food and the flowers and the plant experience that you can combine together, it, 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 it just is so impactful. But that was one, that, that was 10, 12 years ago that I started mm. that and I continue to this day where I take poinsettias and folks are just amazed and so grateful. And this past December, I had a holiday poinsettia cheer campaign um, where I invited, you know, folks to contribute um, um, at the end of the year in terms of supporting plants and blooms. We imagine where I would be able to purchase a hundred poinsettias for seniors. Um, and I know that by the end, it was about 135 poinsettias that I was able to purchase and to share with other organizations to support their seniors during the holiday season. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's something that um, I'm looking forward to doing annually. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it all feeds into what, what the mission is of Plants and Blooms Reimagine. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, like we know we need food, but until you have a bouquet of fresh blooms in your presence, you don't know how good that makes you feel. You don't know, you don't know. And, and when you deliver to those that are in assisted living, you know, one of the things they will always say is, thank you for not forgetting us. Thank you oh. for remembering us. Oh, you know? that's powerful. Yes. That is powerful. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I remember a couple of years ago, we had a lot of vases left over mm -hmm. at work. Yeah. And I went around to Christmas tree lots, 
collected the greenery. Yes, I do the same thing, Terry. Yes, made bouquets. <laughs> Took yes. it to the rehab center up the street from me. I must have talked to that lady. I got up there about 11 o'clock at night because I thought it'd be a great thing that the residents would have these the next morning. I yes. must have been there for three hours <laughs> just wow. talking. Because wow. You never know. And at first she was kind of like, well, what well, do you know anyone here? And I was like, well, no, but I'm doing this out of love because yes. somebody didn't get a visitor. Exactly. Somebody exactly. got that basket, but once that's gone, you know, you eat and your head is down over the plate. But think about eating that and looking up and seeing and a bouquet up. or a poinsettia. It's just looking up so much. Looking oh. up, smelling, yeah. looking up, being able to touch it, looking up, being reminded, you know, when they had that experience with their auntie or yes. with, you know, all of it, all well, even, of it. Hey, bringing back a childhood memory. Huh. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said it speaks to the well-being across all sections. That cognitive, you know, someone, uh, again, I have, I have so many just testimonials working and, and some activity directors will say, you know, we, we can barely get, you know, Miss Jones to engage, but we've just been sitting back here watching mm -hmm. something about those flowers, you oh. know, really has her involved, have heard that on so many different occasions so you, you you never know but i do know i do know again by practice by research by experience the impact that that relationship um just has and, and the benefits that it imparts we have a little horse therapy right here on on this call yes we, yes, we do <laughs> so and this and this is this is a prime example of the experience that i have with this blind and visually impaired group over the telephone, the impact, it's just being able to place people in an experience. And so then I have to recreate, I have to remind them of the colors that crocuses are deep purples and the lavenders and the wonderful yellows. And then, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, this guy, is that the ones that sort of open up like a cup? I'm like, yes, absolutely. The ones that grow right from the ground, uh, they don't grow too tall, do they? That's right. Maybe about mm. four inches, five inches max. So recreating something that they can connect with. And so that's why I said there's always possibility, right. always possibility in terms of making that connection. So how, how can we celebrate, even though it's near the end of the week, how can yes. we celebrate horticultural therapy through flowers? How can we do that? Mm -hmm. um, one, again, um, I, I always just ask people to, to and I, 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 I believe it's less of it happening now, but never minimize the impact of flowers. Mm -hmm. Always recognize the value of them and what they impart. So when you're you're delivering something or gifting something and you're in a practice of, oh, it's so beautiful, it's beautiful and it's feeding so much of who we are. Um, and so that can just be an ongoing practice. 
um, those who are working in community garden spaces, just like you said, um, Terry, you know, make sure that in those spaces, you know, we are growing and for most part, people, most growers, they're growing flowers because they're growing it for the ecosystem and the pollinators, um, but grow enough to integrate a harvesting program, um, a, a cutting garden. Um, you know, when, when you're thinking about, again, those who are in facilities that aren't able to get, make sure that flowers are, are going delivering, utilize a Plants and Blooms Reimagined to, to support you in that effort. Please, 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 and, and I, I, I implore on behalf of all of us who do recycling, upcycling, repurposing, those others right here in DC area, I'll do a shout out um, to Petal Share and so many around the country that do this work of recovery. Work with, you know, if you're having that, that that um, family reunion or the wedding, of course, or even, you know, our, our um, home going services and there's flowers, um, don't walk away from them. Find an organization, even if you don't find Plants and Blooms Reimagined, you know that there's, like you said, you know, a facility that might be up the road or your aunt might have been there at one time, do something in her honor or mm -hmm. your father's honor or your grandfather's honor um, and recognize the therapeutic impact of horticulture therapy. We celebrate it one week, um, but it's, it's, it's something that's 365 days. The American Horticulture Therapy Association, if you want to find out more about the profession, about the practice, um, I always encourage people to, to visit um, AHTA's website um, and find, find me. Um, I, you know, I, I can answer questions, I can support you. I do workshops, not just the therapeutic pieces. If you want folks to come and speak to an organization or, or have a, a group of friends, a Zoom experience, there's so many ways that um, you can learn more and advance the practice so so how do we find you what's your website or yes my website is plantsandbloomsreimagine.org um, i'm also on facebook um, the same plants and blooms reimagined and on instagram i can be found at bloomin without the g b l o m i b l o o m i n 318 bloomin 318 mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you know, I get excited talking about flowers, period. Yes. yes. So this has been a pleasure. I would love to connect with you. And I'm also urging corporations that have these huge events. Yes. Um, especially as we re return to gathering to what I hope is an upgraded normal um, to contact one of these entities and give back because they're repurposing and they're lifting yeah. someone else's spirits. And Khalif, I just thank you. Khalifa, I thank you so much for what the work you. that you do. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the platform um, that you've fostered and have created over these number of years to, 
really highlight and of course the word that we're using now amplifying um, the voices of those who are expressing their gift to the world through flowers so yes. thank you thank you i salute you for sure all right we'll chat again that's for sure <laughs> absolutely all right okay. dear. be well wow i never realized how essential horticultural therapy is to everyone Thank you, Kaifa, for spending a little time with me today, and I sincerely look forward to connecting with you when we can move about a little more freely. I'd also like to give a shout out to another friend of mine and member of Garden Calm International, Perla Sofia Cribello. Perla received her horticultural therapy certification from the Chicago Botanic Garden. And even though Perla lives in Puerto Rico, this week she received the American Horticultural Therapy B.Y. Morrison Communication Award. She received this award in recognition of her effective and inspirational communication. Let me tell you, Perla is a pistol. One day, hopefully, she'll come to the cottage. In the meantime, I want to say congratulations, Perla. Congratulations. Luther Burbank wrote, Flowers always make people better, happier, and more helpful. They are sunshine, food, and medicine for the soul. I hope that you are inspired to have a bouquet daily on your desk, on the counter, in your car, doesn't matter where. Flowers are healers. The earth is a healer, connecting with the earth and laughing with the flowers is something that would make this world a better place. If you've not heard about the great Grow Along, you might want to check that out. I'm speaking along with tons of my other friends in this wonderful world of horticulture. You can reach out to the great grow along in the show notes. In the meantime, I ask that you continue to follow me. My website, cottageinthecourt.com, Facebook, Cottage in the Court, Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court. And I want to say thank you to all of you that are following so far. This Women's History Month has been absolutely amazing. And even though we're almost at the end, the best is yet to come. Stay tuned.